Welcome, Welcome to Welcome. the only podcast that draws you in like a straw in a milkshake. It's Pastor Live, the lighthearted podcast adventure that's all about God, the Word, answers to your questions, and, well, sometimes it's more questions to your questions. Hang on tight. You're listening to Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. Somebody call Bob Saget. It's a full house in here today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to Pastors Live. And uh, today, uh, today is uh, it is Groundhog's Day. Today it's February second of two thousand twenty-three, and this is the beginning of season seven. This is episode seven hundred and one, and what an amazing thing! Which can uh, only lead to one question: Yes, why? Uh, yeah, I know. I, just, I don't. I don't understand why. But uh, like Shane said, we do have a full house today. Uh, we got yes. some people in the studio today. Uh, I'm Pastor Ty. We've got Dean here today, uh, the Donut Man. Uh, we also have we have Pastor Shane. Hello. We have Pastor Dave. Hey, We've got the other guy. We got Pastor James. Hey. Uh, we have Mr. And Mrs. Potato Head and a little Spud. We're always glad that they're here. We've got Gary Austin, the Voice of the Valley, and people are wondering why I'm going so fast because there's a lot more people in the studio and I don't know who they all are. Uh, but we have a very special guest joining us today uh, on Pastors Live. It's Will Graham is here today, yeah. and we are so thankful that you are willing to come and join the chaos here. It's, it's, it is definitely chaos. Uh, is yeah, a yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like it's okay to put the headphones on and everybody's talking at one time. But we yeah. are so thankful, and we're so excited about the Look Up Tour that's uh, coming to Idaho Falls this coming September, and we are uh, really looking forward to talking to you about that and kind of finding out a little bit about you and. And one of the things that we were talking about earlier was like, how did you hear the call to ministry? How did you end up in ministry? I mean, obviously, you're Billy Graham's grandson. So, I mean, how did that influence you? And what was it like growing up like that? And we'd love to hear kind of that from you. So, All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I did grow up, in, you know, obviously in a Christian home. That's the rule. That's a given. I will take yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. And I, was, I, was the, I was the oldest kid, so I was the most disciplined kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> Say what? The youngest always gets away with everything. My sister. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, you know, it. I, I was very fortunate to grow up in a Christian home with Christian grandparents on both right. sides. Right. And uh, my mom and dad met um, in Montreat, North Carolina. That's where my dad lived. And that's where my mom and her family would take vacations to get away from the heat. Uh, okay. uh, being in eastern North Carolina where it was real sure, hot and yeah. oppressive, they would come up to the mountains to get away. And that, that's how they would end up meeting. And um, and so we grew up in a place called Boone, North Carolina, uh, which is uh, it's up in the mountains. So I was actually born in the Rockies. I was born in Colorado. Oh. But and then grew up in the Appalachian Mountains, so I'm, oh, a, I'm a real mountain boy. I <laughs> there guess. you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I had a wonderful upbringing, and um, but it was on, uh, matter of fact, January 11th, um, 1981. I gave my life uh, to Jesus Christ, mm. and uh, it was because of communion. But what happened was, it was uh, I was just old enough, and because it was the first Sunday, I was back. Um, after the New Year's, that uh, I had to upgrade, and when I mean upgrade, I couldn't be in children's <laughs> church anymore. I was, you bet you'd gone graduated. I graduated. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big if you can call that, we just got kicked out. Maybe <laughs> that's a better word. And so we got, I got kicked out, and so I had to go to grown-up church. And I was like, oh man, because I really like children's church because they got, they got some grape juice, 
and they got vanilla wafers and they oh, got like little snacks, right? Is that, is that like the okay? Is that like the children's ministry version of communion? Yeah, was that, no, it was just it's just snack time. It just shut the so kids it up. Was, so it was like prepping. That's a good point. That's like vanilla wafers and grape juice prepping for yeah. big church. There we go. Okay, it, it training one hundred and one. Tra- yeah, it's communion training one hundred and one. I like and, it. Uh, and so I was real bummed going to grown ups church, thinking, you know, I'm not going to get anything. And and lo and behold. Uh, they were having communion that Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, my, there were like loaves of bread, you know, grape juice. I was like, man, I didn't know this. I would have come to, you know, grown up go, church yeah. earlier. There's enough bread. And so, and I noticed when the bread was going by, everybody's getting like a pinch. And, you know, there's still like a loaf this big, you know. <laughs> and this is when they actually took a loaf of bread and he, you know, break off a piece. And I was like, and everybody's getting a pinch. And I was like, there's no way. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so when that thing comes around, I I'm want re- a double portion, Lord. <laughs> half for myself. You know? I want there more. You That's right. And uh, the Lord is my portion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try to live on bread alone. <laughs> but uh, when I reached out to get it, my dad kind of slapped my hand. You know, just not in a mean way, but just like, and I was like, well, I guess he thinks I'm gonna spill it, which. I probably would have, you know, I was nine, six years old. And so, uh, but my dad would take me home, explain to me why I couldn't have communion. It's because I hadn't, didn't know Jesus. Right. Now I knew yeah. of Jesus. I had sure. gone to, I, I had gone to all this stuff. I mean, I knew the Sunday school stories, all this thing. I believed in it. Yeah. But I never asked Jesus to come into my life personally and to forgive me of my sin. And so my dad uh, would lead me to Christ on January 11th, 1981, uh, mm. um, right before I turned six years old. And so that's why I gave my life to Christ. And uh, and then the journey to my call in life, you know, that was just one of those, uh, you don't know it at the time. But right. when you look yeah. back and evaluate your life, you see breadcrumbs. Yeah, right. And there's Starting a tr- with the communion. That's right. It's okay. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> it starts somewhere. I just, I, just to, I just want to follow that through actually, for everybody who's listening. starting with vanilla wafers, I think. Yeah, yeah. starting <laughs> with vanilla wafers. Okay, yes. <laughs> and I got there. Um, I look back at the first one of the first instances in my life that I can remember. I can see the call of God in my life. And I didn't know it at the time. Uh, I was probably about seven years old. Um, elementary school. And the teacher said, draw a picture of what you want to be in life. And most of us wanted to, you know, we want to be Danny White of the Cowboys, you know, or something like that. You know, we want to be the quarterback. (laughs) And so, you know, most of my friends, they were all drawing helmets or, you know, footballs or something like that. And I drew, I actually drew two pictures. It was on the same piece of paper. I drew uh, an open Bible. Right. And then I also drew a pair of what's known as David Clark headsets. Now, David Clark headsets are aviation headsets, kind of like what kind of like what we would be using right here, but with a microphone. Right. And um, that's what pilots use, and that's what I saw my dad wear. And they're, and they're, they're this weird green color, and I colored it that color, and that that's what I drew because I want to fly around tell people about Jesus. <laughs> and so that was that's the first crumb I can kind of see in my life where God was starting to call me to a ministry in life. Right. And I didn't know... And I, I see other breadcrumbs, but, you know, I really didn't know until, um, uh, I mean, I went to a Christian college. I went to Liberty University. I went on to seminary at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, and then it was there that God let me be a pastor for a while. I was a pastor for about eight years. And uh, that's the one thing I told God I didn't want to be. I was, I was wanting to be in ministry, like ser- serving with Samaritan's Purse. Oh, yeah. Or right. you know, doing things like that. I didn't. I didn't want to be a preacher and God 
let me be a pastor of a church and it changed my life. It, he changed my heart in the middle of it, did heart surgery on me. Right. And, um, I got, instead of, um, dreading the church, I, I fell in love with the church, the local church. And I, and I, and I and to this day, I still miss the local church. I still call my church members, check on them from time to time. Right. Um, yeah, I still know their phone numbers, you know. Right. Those people haven't moved. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I do have a question for you, though, yeah. before you move on in your story. And this is a serious question. So when you're going to seminary, uh, is it like, in a sense, you know, a, a kid, like any of us who have kids that are in Kidman or, or the youth ministry, it's like, oh, you're one of the pastor's kids. So with a name like Graham, did you have a challenge going through university or seminary where people are like, oh, oh, you're one of the Grams, you know, or, or was it, did you, did you fit in and just do your work? No, it, well, the, the, people have their own expectations of what, of what I look like and how I dress <laughs> and stuff like that. And they're all disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he, you, just for whatever it's worth, because this is radio, he's the best dressed guy in the room right now, just yeah. to clarify 100%. that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. A, a, yeah. a coat covers a lot of, a multitude of sins. Yeah, <laughs> So does a bow tie, I'm just saying. But, But, you know, uh, I went to Liberty, so that's a very – at this time, it was not that big of a school. Um, We're looking at about 25, 30 years ago, you know, it was there. And so the school was pretty small. But I remember, um, you know, and Falwell, Dr. Falwell used it a lot, you know, for – you know, we got Billy Graham's grandson here. I mean, it was like a publicity piece. <laughs> oh, no. which, but he was giving me a free ride, so I didn't care. You know? <laughs> that's a free education. Yeah, that's there you go. That's and it. I'm very thankful for it. And I fell in love with God's Word there. I mean, yeah. I felt, I knew God's Word, but I, I had a new hunger for it. But yeah. I had people knock on my door at my in my dorm room and, you know, answer it. And they're just like, I'm looking right at them, and they're looking past me, looking in the room. I'm like, you know, like, dude, what's up? You know, like, <laughs> this is freaky. What, what's wrong with you? And they said, well, I heard Billy Graham's grandson's room's here. I just want to see what it looks like. Oh, for I'm like, now this is creepy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that's where it starts well, crossing it some lines. Looks, it looks just like your dorm room. Buddy. There's, there's nothing. And then when I got to seminary, um, there was a lot of people that knew I was on campus, but they didn't know who I was. I mean, like. Flying under the radar a yeah. little bit, yeah. And uh, they they heard Billy Graham's grandson's on campus, and and uh, and uh, one of the guys came up to me. He was my next door neighbor. He said, "Will," he said, "I didn't I didn't know who you were until yesterday." He said, "I've been looking for you on the campus. I heard you were here, and I didn't know you were my next door neighbor. <laughs> I was looking for a guy in a suit." And he says, "You wear flannel." <laughs> <laughs> Just so, mountains, mountains. Let's talk yeah. mountains. So yeah. Never yeah. heard of Boone. <laughs> so I think people had their expectations, but yeah, it, they were never bad. Or, right you know right. just yeah i think we all have expectations and that we do to other people but right god god's been a wonderful god he's given me so much of things in my life that i could never done on my own and i'm just so grateful that it's been a great privilege being billy graham's grandson uh people say what did it what does it feel like to be billy graham's grandson that's the number one question and I said, uh, I'm, I was born Billy Graham's grandson. I'm going to die as Billy Graham's grandson. I don't know anything different. <laughs> That's right. This yeah. is normal life for me. Yeah, just, I know. I know my granddaddy's not normal in the sense of the world standards, but he was still just a grandfather to me. When you say Billy Graham. In my mind, I say the word Daddy Bill. That's my name for my grandfather. Oh, okay. You know, that's what we called him. And uh, so I don't see Billy Graham. I see a grandfather in, in right. that place. So um a wonderful grandfather and a wonderful example and i'm very very grateful uh, to have a grandfather like my granddad what a cool analogy so you know when you're when you're sharing the gospel with the world who doesn't know god 
and they look at the universe and say, oh, this almighty, all-powerful God that I can't connect with. You say, no, he's Jesus. He's my Jesus. He can be your father, too. Yeah. You know. You know, guys, very personal. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we, you were talking about what it's like to grow up in a, in, a, in a Christian home, right? You mentioned that, which I thought was really good. We had a, we had a question that came in with, uh, from last week that I thought would be interesting to have you kind of jump in on here. From our listener? From li- a listener, yes. Oh, one. <laughs> the, oh. One, yeah. the one. Our listener. one listener, yeah. <laughs> The one. So it says this. It says, last week, pastors were talking about the importance of our staff devotions that, that we have here. We were just having a conversation. And also the importance of having a family devotion and Bible study time. Uh, it's been a while since I heard this mentioned about having devotions and Bible study with family. Thank you so much. Uh, f- uh, Focus on the family says when it comes to family Bible study, uh, it should be not viewed as one more thing, but a central part of our families. Um, and it's a parental responsibility commanded by God. It also provides a wonderful opportunity to build up and strengthen bonds between family members. Can you pastors share your thoughts and testimonies regarding Bible study with family? I uh, love the podcast. And that's from Shannon McBeth in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, hey, Shannon. And, thanks. And so thanks. Thanks for, first of all, yeah, contacting us. But uh, we, it is important for all of us. And I, I know for myself, we wanted to make it very family oriented. So it was something we were engaged in. It wasn't, I wasn't, you know, they're doing Bible study. It wasn't like worship and church. It wasn't, mm-hmm. didn't look like that in our home. It was very, it was very much uh, a community, especially when the kids were younger, because the kids would fall asleep if I was preaching. So, uh, but what was it like for you to have in your family devotions and, and things like that in, in your growing up? Cause you're around it so much, you know? Yeah, we, we had devotions. We did, um, we did Bible memory, you know, we did, uh, um, we did the ABCs. A, all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. You know, B, behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. <laughs> C, come unto me. You know, and we go all right. through all these verses. Right. Um, but we would we would have prayer time before we went to bed, and especially before we went to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my dad led it. Uh, if he was home, if not, my mom did. We, did, yeah. we got on our knees. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And I still love getting on my knees. Yep. You know, it's just a sign of submission. You know, right. Not just I say it, but I'm physically in a, a moment of submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, and today, like before I started my interviews today, I got on my knees in my little hotel room and <laughs> and just prayed. You know, Lord, give me favor today. Let mm-hmm. me honor the name and the person of the work of the Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. And um, you know, I still I still do that. Yep. Um, I look back at my own life, how I did my kids. I I wish I did things different. You know, looking back, um, I wish I spent more time doing devotions instead of less time. Right. Um, you know, I guess we all have regrets in life, and you look back, and I'm very, very, very blessed. I have three kids that love the Lord, and um, they're to the point now where they're starting to make their faith, that faith their own, especially my right. oldest. Right. So she's going to be coming out here to um, Utah. She's gonna be going to she's gonna be going to grad school out here, so oh. playing soccer for Utah Valley. It's really great when our kids begin to grow up. One of the things for us in family time, uh, family devotion time, that was really helpful was that it's a, that right before bedtime. That's when they opened up to us, and so when we would sit with them at bedtime and we would go to pray with them, that's when the conversations about the Lord and life and faith really kind of came alive to us. Um, and of course, 
being in ministry, they were with us at church all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were always at church, but it was, seemed to be that bedtime. And so, Shannon, I, mean, I really, really appreciate you reaching out to us. But that was something like for us, it was that, fan, it was that yeah. bedtime. That was a big thing. It sounds like it was kind of the same for you as well. It was. Yeah. So what, now, the Look Up Tour that's coming in September, mm-hmm. we're, we're really excited for that. And I, yeah, I know buddy. that we're, we're all engaged in that. I know Shane's helping with uh, youth as well. And then, James, you're helping connect uh, pastors and things like that. But you want to tell us a little bit about what... We we can look forward to and what's going to go on because that uh, we want to really help people engage because we do have people you know people are going to come from jackson they're going to come from pocatello from salt lake from those areas and we just want to we want to really help people engage and so just kind of tell well, us the, a little about it yeah, yeah. It, obviously it's jesus and it's the gospel but i mean you know, <laughs> well, i tell people most people would be familiar with the billy graham crusade whether if they yeah. went one or had seen one on television or you know as a kid or something oh, i remember one. that and so it's the it, I, I say it's basically the same type of format Right. You know, we're going to have some wonderful music. Um, we have a very good band lined up, and uh, so we're real excited about that. Nice. And um, But we're going to have this great music. My granddaddy always had wonderful music. Now, yeah. I will say my music's going to be different than my granddaddy's <laughs> style. <laughs> who, was, who was it who did the intro to uh, your— George was, Beverly Shea. Yeah. Well, I listened to that because I've done radio for so long. Every Sunday, listening right. to that. Oh, bless my yeah. heart! So, I, so I just can't remember his name. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, Cliff Barrows was the one that would mm-hmm. kind of yeah. be the MC and lead the choir. Uh-huh. And then George Bevershay was the solos. Right. Yeah, and um, but we'll have some great music. I mean, it's going to be music for our time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, but it, but it's a it's a and then I'm going to get up and preach. So it's really a family event. It's not right. it's not a youth night. It's not an adult night. It's just a family night. Right. And we're going to have a kids program on the 23rd. Um, and so that's going to be a fun event. And that's going to be geared toward, you know, I tell people like 12 and younger or something like that, you know, 13 younger. It's going to be a kids event, face painting, you know, jumpy nice. houses, that yeah. type stuff. But we're going to have a program designed just for kids, and I'm going to get up and speak, give an invitation. Uh, then on uh, the next night, we're going to have a wonderful time um, with the whole family. And so we're going to have some great music then. I'm going to preach, give an invitation, invite people to come forward and make that decision. And so I'm not trying to be – it's not about Will Graham. It's right. trying to point people to the person and to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. and he can change everybody's life no matter what they've done. And so that's what I want to – Give people an opportunity to respond. You know, to. we we've got about two minutes left. Can we do that right now? Absolutely. Uh, I will. Would you be willing to just share just in in just however you want to? And you know, we can go a little bit long on our program today, but yeah. just to share the gospel with people that are listening all over the region here, and and just give them that invitation. Well, my friends, if you're listening right now, you know it's not by accident. God wants you to listen to this program, and maybe it's just for this one moment. And. Um, God knows everything about you. He loves you more than anything else in this world. Um, And he desperately wants to have a relationship with you. And if you look at your life, you know that you're far from God. you got problems in your life. It hasn't gone the way that you thought. And I'm here to tell you that God knows everything that's going on. And he loves you and he wants to forgive you of your sin. And all we have to do, it's like a gift. God's given us a gift of of, uh, forgiveness, of salvation. All we have to do is receive it. It's a gift. You just have to receive a gift. And you receive it by faith. You ask Jesus to come into your life, forgive you of your sin. Say, Lord, I am sorry for my sin. I believe that you came in my place. You took my punishment upon the cross. You paid the price on the cross for my sin, for my misdoings. And uh, Lord, I believe that. And that, Lord, I believe that three days later that you rose from the grave and that you're alive and that you're willing to come into my life if I invite you. And so, Lord, that's what I want to do right now. And if you want to do that, just say this prayer with me, all right? Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, 
I am sorry for my sins. I believe that you came into this world and that you died on the cross in my place. Please forgive me of my sin. I invite you to come into my life right now. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Help me to live for you from now on. In the name of Jesus, amen. And if you just said that prayer, my friends, God's giving you a new start, a new beginning. And put your trust and faith in him. He'll never, ever let you down. And I want to encourage you to find a great church, maybe with one of these guys, or if I'm looking at him, maybe a different church. (laughs) (laughs) He fits right in. You can come back anytime. You find that church, you find that church, you get plugged into a local church and start growing in the Lord. And my friends, you'll have a a love and a joy that you never had before, and you'll never, ever regret that decision. Hey, but you know what? If you made that decision, will you let us know? Will you send an email to pastorslive at therev.fm? We want to celebrate celebrate with That's you. Amen to that. We want to walk alongside you. We don't want get, you just to make a decision and get you a Bible. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Pray uh, with and you. then you've entered into a new phase in your life. It's called discipleship with Jesus Christ. We want to equip you to be successful. We want to walk alongside you in that journey. Yeah, looking forward to that. And Will, thank you so much for coming thank and joining you, us. Will. It's an honor for us to have you here. It's a blessing. We look forward to everything that God's going to do in and through all the things that we're doing this next year. And first of all, again, guys, listen, you're loved, you're family. Thanks for tuning in to Pastors Live. And again, if you want to comment or question, pastorslive at therev.fm. If you said that prayer with Will, would you also send us a note? Say, look, I, I prayed with Will, um, and we want to reach out to you. Pastors Live at therev.fm. Hey, you're loved, you're family. God bless you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. FM production with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. Download and listen to more episodes from Spotify and Apple Podcasts and submit your questions and comments for next time to Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. His music, his word, the, the Rev. Rev.